Welcome back. It's episode 70 of the My Maria 777 podcast. I am so excited. It is Saturday morning. We're in the bath. I'm talking to my new friend, Megan Cush from CushCreams.com. Is that it? Did I say that right? That's just my Instagram handle. They shut down creams. Mm-hmm. So that's like just CushCreams.com is my website. The business is Cush Creams, trademarked. I didn't know that you got shut down. When did you get shut down at? Oh, I've been shut down quite a few times. A lot of guys for cannabis stuff. Before they got on the red pill, before I became, you know, an aware person and all woke up, they used to shut me down for cannabis stuff on there. Oh, wow. And so once in a while. Yeah, so you've, you've been in the game for a while. Tell me about that. Um, started Kiss Creams, um, licensed it in 2010. I've been a commercial grower pretty much my whole adult life. Um been active in the psychedelics scene since the nineties. Um, that's quite a community and family we have. It's been a, it's been an awesome ride. What do you, do you grow mushrooms and weed or? Thankfully I don't have to cultivate either one of those anymore. Oh really? Okay. Well, what did you grow like back in the day? Like how did you get into it? Um, so I was a cannabis grower from, I petitioned for uh, medical marijuana in 1996 for Oregon and 98 for Washington. And I've been growing pretty much since 1998 solid until I started Kush Creams. And at that point, I was lucky to be able to stop growing. Um, we up to about three or four houses when I quit growing in 2010. And that was a great, great full-time gig. Never felt the recession. Never had to put my daughters with a babysitter or daycare or anything like that. I have three beautiful daughters, another one in the oven. Um, and it was just beautiful because I was able to be there firsthand. I was able to be a room mom. I was the art director for my kids' school. And cultivating cannabis not only helped people that I knew that really needed help, because I truly believe in cannabis medicinally. I've just seen it firsthand for the last, you know, couple decades, and it's amazing to me. Um, and so being able to do that brings stuff to people that actually helps them and not have to, you know, play the Federal Reserve game with a lot of my money even. A lot of it was just, you know, cash and black market for so many, so many years. Now I have an online. My taxes are insane. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. And I'm just so caught up in that system now. It's, ah. <laughs> that 3D life. That's so interesting. Like you're literally living like my best life, like growing weed, taking care of your kids, just like living the dream. That's so awesome. As much, you know, sports and athletic stuff as we've always wanted to surfing, snowboarding, all that type of stuff. And giving those experiences to the kids as long as long as we wanted to always, which is nice. You know, and, and also just being accountable in a community that's off the normal society. You know, there's quite a tight knit West Coast family out here and having that good track record, you know, and good karma for so many decades has really paid off. There's so many times that I could have optimized in one way or another and I just chose the integrity path. And that's why, I'm, you know, you get what you give. That's why I'm where I'm at now, I feel like, truly. When... Who was the first state and when to legalize medicinally? Like, what was that time frame? I think it was California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Oregon was right behind Washington. And then for recreational, it was Washington, Colorado. And then from- right. What? How did you get into the business? Well, I used to make the creams um, for people, for family members, for Christmas gifts with the you know mm-hmm. products I grew. I made all types of different infused things. And I, when the first, I was there for the beginning of the 
you know, um, signing in of all access points for Washington State and Seattle area. And so when that started, I had like 10 products I started. It was Kush Creams, Funny Honey, all these different things. I didn't really know what was going to take. You know, it was kind of when the creams like testing the market a little bit. Yeah, when the creams took, it was a strong take. And so I just pretty much isolated onto that. And yeah, that's what got me going on that pretty much is just kind of putting a lot of stuff out there after doing all those kind of things for the previous decades for family and friends. The creams had always been really popular, but I used to use beeswax when I made them for people's gifts. And as soon as I started using emu oil and got away from the beeswax, I could actually see it doing it commercially, you know, because it was just the beeswax was really hard to work with. And so when I started getting away from that, I was like, I could actually do this commercially, you know, and this would be something that really helps people. And the emu oil, it helps get the paint, you know, the cream and the anti-inflammatory cannabis down to your epidermal, your epidermis layer. And it's like one of the only oils that's proven to do that since like whale brain blubber. It's just amazing. So obviously that's not sustainable. And emu oil is, it's, and it's not anything that the animals sacrificed for or anything like that. It's a byproduct of the processing of the meat already comes out of the lands. It's, it's really a neat product. I've been using the face cream. I really like it. Yeah. That one's awesome. Actually featured in um, some mainstream media, just kind of out of the blue. I've been featured in so much mainstream media. It was really weird to me because I truly believe that's a play to pay or pay to play kind of deal. And, I have proudly never advertised, never once paid for any advertising for Kush Creams. I'm over a million tubs produced. Um, you know, it's an amazing business. I'm on Amazon. I'm licensed nationwide. I'm trademarked. But by never advertising and just putting the products out there and giving them away, they got in the hands of people that put them in the hands of other people. And before you know it, I've been in Time Magazine like five or six times. I've been in the National Geographic. There's pictures of my daughter in the National, daughters in the National Geographic. Hell Yeah. You're a badass bitch. I know Rolling Stone, Sports Illustrated, that face cream's been in L and Vogue magazine, which is like some amazing. Right. It's pretty crazy. And a lot of those are just kind of that whole Time Warner thing. Now that I'm, you know, aware of everything, it's just so, so corrupt and it's so weird and it's such favoritism. And they literally, that when L and Vogue ran the thing on face cream, they ran the exact same ad, or not ad, like review, write up. They just changed the picture. You know, it's just spread them out about two years. Time Magazine right. gave information on three of those five. You know, it's kind of, it's weird. Like, you're probably paying to get yourself on there. But no. but still, at the same time, like, I love, I love this entrepreneurial spirit in you. Like, was it, did you always just have this inherently? Oh, yeah. I started a few businesses before Kush Creams and stuff. This is, you know, but they required a lot of, labor for me. I started like a gardening business and I did wedding flowers. I did a lot of different things, but the creams, I mean, I believe you get what you give a hundred percent. And that's just what I live my life by. And so we'll give it away free to anybody, anybody that's listening today. All you got to do is email in a name and address. We send out free cream because the proof's in the pudding. If you have a product that works, you don't need to tell people about it. You just get it in their hands and pain. Mm-hmm. People that are in pain, it, speaks and so when people are able to try something it's effective for them they don't need to hear about it on a glossy you know page or some ad or some radio ad these are able to have that first-hand experience so they can tell it's a quality product i've given away to so many people in the industry for all these years because of the sake that they a lot of times i don't go into dispensaries and buy stuff you know these old boys and stuff wouldn't either and they'd be like oh my old lady could make it whatever 
But now that they've been given a product that's actually an amazing product, they can give it to, even if they're not in pain, they can give it to somebody they know that's in pain. And now that person has a first-hand testimonial from somebody they actually know, not just some, you know, paid actor. And then they can, therefore, suggest a product. And then being a pillar of the community, suggesting a product has really propelled me along. So I give it away all day. Well, I love the care package you gave me. And so let's talk about that. You sent me, what do you call those pills per se? Like, like, let's get into like a a microdose discussion. Yeah, let's do it. So I started a new company, which is super passionate for me. I'm super, super excited about it. It's called Scylla Vita Bins. So like psilocybin, but with a Vita, instead of vitamin, Vita Bin. I've got Mm -hmm. a few words. Um, I'm going to go ahead and trademark it because I I trademarked Kush Creams and I have a registered trademark for a cannabis product, which is pretty amazing. There's not very many out there that are actually a cannabis containing product that has a federally registered trademark. And I'm going to try and do it with the still vitamins. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Good for you. Yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, I have to protect my name all the time with Kush Creams. I have to, you know, have business attorney and cease and desist. And it's, it's annoying, but you know, it's going to be like that with the mushrooms. I feel like that's really where the next, next wave of, you know, um, I don't, I feel like that's where the attention's going. I feel like that this is something that's been hidden for so long. These, you know, these ayurvedic or how do you ever say that word? Ayurveda, you know, practices that have been ancient medicine of using these things. I feel like they've been suppressed and they're kind of coming through a renaissance now. And I totally agree. There's such a, like, um, like a stigma that has been lifted. You know, like we grew up in a time with like dare, you know, and like drugs are bad and like weed is a gateway drug, you know, and that like if you do acid six times, you're clinically insane. I just remember like hearing all those crazy things growing up, you know, now and they're doing like ketamine therapy and thinking about like LSD on like a medicinal level. So I definitely think a stigma has lifted. So it's really neat. Um, we'll touch on that ketamine therapy real quickly. Um, I own some houses out here on Sunrise Beach, and one of my renters is actually a psychiatrist and psychiatrist and psychologist, and she does the ketamine therapies at the Ames Clinic in Seattle there. And so it's really neat to see that firsthand. They do the MDMA therapies, they do the ketamine therapies, and they also do um, cannabis therapies there. And so oh, really? That's yeah, so she's full time. Does that you know Monday through Friday, like nine to seven p.m. It's pretty crazy. I was listening to a podcast about ketamine therapy yesterday. Oh, are you? Uh, Did they talk? Mm-hmm. So it's just what they talk about the Ames Clinic. A M. Oh no, no, no! It was somebody here in like the the Tennessee area. But I was just saying, like, it was something I was listening to, and it's just it's ironic. Like, it's cool. I'm really happy that it's happening, but just like ironic that we eventually brought it up in this conversation. Yeah, it's, I mean, she's they're like pioneers out here. The AIMS Clinic is one of the very first nationwide. They're by far the most established, I believe, nationwide up here in Seattle. And she's been a good friend of mine. She's one of my women a week and whatnot. And her and her man have been written up there for me for about a year. And it's just been really neat to be able to have that, you know, influence, too, as I've been launching, right. having that, that actual, like, clinical influence. I find it... Well- the the thing I was listening with that was so interesting, which I guess goes into this discussion, uh, is that they were saying that like we realized that like we didn't have to give people was this anesthesiologist talking about how like they developed this, you know we realized we didn't have to give people like as heavy as a narcotic, and we could give them this other type instead, and so we were and then he was like it's basically kind of what's happening in real life now that like we're trying to get off this like narcotic train and go over here to this like 
finally opening their eyes to this like horrible, I mean, scam has been put upon us for the last, you know, century. It's just, I mean, for everything from the reefer madness for the cannabis that was put on for pharmaceuticals and how they just did everything they could to stop that amazing plant to what they've done to shame any type of psychedelics and especially plant medicine like mushrooms. You know, this is something like going back to the stigma, you know, going back to that. This is something that's been absolutely stigmatized, absolutely um, just exploited, I feel like, by the government because they knew. I mean, these ancient ancient medicines, these ancient, you know, practices have been around for centuries and centuries. And this is, once again, history repeating itself. And, you know, how much connected with politics and how much of that, you know, lines what pockets. And it's just... It's it's such an interesting manipulation of... I think it was all very intentional in that like the sixties happened and the counterculture movement was beginning and that whole group of people were starting to mess with psychedelics and I think really could have hit like a level of enlightenment. And then the government just came in and like spun it on its head, like introduced crack, introduced cocaine and like basically everything that was happening in the sixties and seventies stopped in the eighties into like this crack cocaine thing. Now we're into um, what went on? You know, the the pain pills. We transitioned into that, and so now they took something that they stigmatized in the '60s and oh, like killed. Back in the heroin, you dropped the meth. You know they put that whole right, thing. right. Duh. That's what I was. I, I forgot the amphetamines. Yeah, uh, but now. <laughs> But now they're, now they're bringing it back and like, it's okay now. It's just, I love like, when you kind of like take a, a far step back and you just watch the way that they manipulate the whole story the whole time. It's, um, it's interesting that they're allowing us to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's their, what's the next plan? You always have to be kind of concerned whenever you're like, you get a little bit, you know, of a leeway. It's kind of like, well, why is that happening? Cause everything's always, you know, cranked down so tight. It's it's kind of interesting. I feel like it's going to be just a matter of time before they realize, you know, like with cannabis, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body that, you know, we actually need the cannabinoids. We actually thrive with it. I feel like they're going to find that for psilocybin too. I feel like they already know it's out there. There just hasn't been enough research done. And that's something that our body actually, because of all the benefits that happen from people taking microdoses, obviously you're feeding something in your body like those endocannabinoid system. Okay, so let's like talk about that, like the psilocybin. So what you create and produce is different than like me ordering like Lion's Mane mushroom tablets on Amazon, right? Yeah, so I'm adding, you know, I'm adding the psychedelic component in there, which is the psilocybin, which is actually what your body, I believe, is depleted of. And that's where people, you know, stacking these other mushrooms and different types of um you know, different herbs and different things in there is awesome. I feel like it's an entourage effect. It's, you know, I don't think you should have just capsules that just have psilocybin cubensis in them. That's why I put the lion's mane, the reishi, and then the curcumin, which is a component of turmeric, which really helps reboost those neurotransmitters, the serotonin, and the dopamine, which is what we've depleted with all these years of pharmaceuticals and, you know, just over exhilaration on our brains, you know, over stimulation. Um, we've depleted a lot of those neurotransmitters. So I, this combination I could have had over the years, I've done a lot of different things in these capsules. This is the winning combination. I feel like right here, you know, this is the one that's not too much stuff. It's the, you know, lion's mane's the first smart mushroom. 
Rishi is just, I mean, you can just go on for days about the medicinal and, you know, spiritual effects and well-being that comes from that. And then the curcumin, which is also so good for the cognitive. That's what people like so much about these is people feel more sharp, more cognitive. It's the opposite of what you would be told this would do to you. People think, how can you function during the day and eat these mushroom cats? Right. No, that's one of the questions somebody asked. Uh, and they ask me a lot when I like tag you and talk about microdosing. They're just like, how do you function? I think people think that like you're not- just like tripping your balls off all day long. And it's not like that. No, like people that are like professionals, um, you know, not only just like the IT world, but also like professional athletes, teachers, um, you know, moms even. Their number one thing I hear is the cognitiveness, the alertness, the awareness, the patience to understand. It's like a- it was like a tapped in thing for me recently. So you had me doing like, I'm doing five on two off and like into my second week, I was sitting at my desk and like suddenly just like, I felt like it, this like layer either came on or it lifted. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like I feel it. I see it. And your, your senses are a little different. You're heightened a little different. You feel a little different. A lot of process the world a little different. Yeah, like and people, like they say, like, not only do they feel like that, can I understand that layers lifted or applied, you know, whatever that might need to be in your personal situation. People that are working and like where you're an attorney or people, they just their memory. They just they said that's just the most amazing thing is the cognitive being in the memory department, them being more accountable, more, you know, able to retain information, all these different things that they really are surprised at because they thought they were going to feel possibly a haze or a fog because that's what the pressure would be and i tell people if you feel anything you're not microdosing you know you shouldn't be feeling any cycle you know psychological psychedelic um psychoactive effects whatsoever you know you should only feeling a little bit more sometimes people say lighter in their step their muscles their aches a lot of people have stomach issues this really helps you know where sometimes people have association with eating mushrooms and having stomach problems we can talk about that a little more when we get into heroic doses and therapeutic doses and macro doses but a lot of times people say, wow, here they have this association with stomach issues and mushrooms. They actually are finding relief for their Crohn's, finding relief for their irritable bowel, finding relief for XYZ um, migraines. Oh, my gosh, people's relief of migraines and tension headaches. That's kind of like that layer being lifted, that mm-hmm. people, tension headache in the back of their head and they in the between the, you know, the the brow and then the back of the head, people really say that that's just amazing. Even if it just made the migraine pain alleviate from that area, that that was where that was, they were actually, you know, having a lot of focus problems. Um, athletes, I've been recently just sponsored a snowboarding competition up at um, Washington State up here and talking with all the professional athletes that have been microdosing over the last year, year and a half since I've seen them and talking about how they use it, you know, when they perform and different things like that and how much more, on it they are how much more you know competitive or um you know their muscles their reaction times their everything is just just more quick and so it's been pretty cool i think if i could describe it to someone if you've ever seen the movie limitless by no means is it like that distinct but like that's kind of the, some of the things that help you know like your senses in the way that that like pill is in that movie, those are like extremely heightened, but I would say like a percentage of that, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of the way that it benefits. I don't know. I always make movie references, but, uh, I think it's interesting. A little amount of movies. I've watched more movies in the last year since I've been like red killed and woken up. And I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, and you know, COVID or whatnot. But I'm actually somebody that grew up without TV really in my house and didn't, I spent a lot of time doing research and watching like documentaries and doing really stupid stuff. for you. That's what we all should be doing. I just was really wanting to learn so much stuff when I was younger and like in my young adult life and stuff too. And then I have a huge property and a beautiful property out here. It's, you just don't spend a lot of time inside always, you know, watching movies because we just, there's so much to do. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. uh, So you're talking about stacking. Somebody sent me something and said that I should take niacin with mushrooms. Have you ever heard that before? No, you don't need to do that. I mean, I guess if you found other medicinal reasons to do that, you know, but there's, it's, there's a little bit of cayenne in with the curcumin and that's going to have that same effect for you. And it's going to be a lot better for your body. The cayenne and the black pepper help activate the curcumin, which is a component of the turmeric, which is good for the rebuilding those neurotransmitters. And yeah, if you just take curcumin without cayenne and pepper, it might have a little less effect, you know, but you don't need to take the niacin. But if you have another medicine, want to. You know, there might be something that somebody would take it for. Right. I can't remember if I asked this or not or if it was before when we were just talking, but I want to ask it again. These don't show up on a drug test, right? No, no, they're not going to show up whatsoever. Even a heroic dose of mushrooms isn't going to show up on a drug test. Oh, really? Okay, so tell me about, like, the different types of doses. So, like, and I circle on that real quick. They're just coming out with a test that can even test for that. And before, for, like, LSD, you had to do a hair follicle test and all these things. So that's, like, what it's still like for mushrooms in a way. They're just coming out with, you know, urinary analysis and mouth swabs for on the field and stuff like that. You'd have to worry about, say, you ate a mushroom and you got, you know, a mouth swab or something. That could be something that could be tested right away because it would come up with a weird you know, component in there, but they wouldn't even probably be able to isolate what it is. You know, this is something that's just kind of newer technology for that. Not to say that they're not going to be able to come out with it. Um, and then you kind of go on the doses. You start out with a microdose at the bottom of that, like, you know, scale. An ideal microdose is 0.2 of a gram. Um, some people feel a little more. Some people feel a little less. I do make some smaller ones for some ladies that were just really afraid to try the point two. But overall, I think the point two is the ideal. You don't need to take less than that because you might not feel the effects of it. It's not going to be felt psychoactively. And it's what works really good for the scheduling. And so we're going to get the scheduling here in a little bit. And that's going to kind of, it kind of all plays to that. Moving on to the next level on the scale would be like a macro dose. And that's usually around two to three grams for people. Um, some people say it's one to three grams. You know, it kind of depends on people's tolerance there. Some people really feel affected off of like one gram of mushrooms. They can have a psychedelic trip. Um, I personally eat like six to seven grams when I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I mean, I to a lot of my friends. Um, the average rule of thumb from like the Grateful Dead lot and that kind of stuff was like an eight. 3.5 grams. That's a little over a macro dose. That's getting into where we call a heroic dose or a therapeutic dose, depending on kind of where you're using it at. If you're using it kind of more medicinally in a, like a more clinical setting, like, you know, the ketamine therapies and those kind of things, you probably end up not calling it a heroic dose. You call it a therapeutic dose. Um, I suggest a heroic or a therapeutic dose for people after 30 or 90 days. Um, and the reason I do that is because you can build a tolerance to this really easily. This is something that you you do it for seven days a week. By the third week, you're not going to notice much benefit from it. 
and we just taking it for no reason. Um, it's also something that has like a, like a 24 hour half lifestyle mentality, like marijuana does in your body, kind of like that mentality for your tolerance. So if you take a few days off, it's amazing how much you can drop down that tolerance so that you reap the benefits when you, you know, take your next dosing schedule. Kind of like come back up. Yeah. So it's kind of, I suggest five days on, two days off. Um, sometimes the people, that's a good beginning one. A lot of times people have to move to the four days on, three days off then, because after like, I'd say like the 60 to 90 day kind of range there, because they end up needing that little bit more time on the off. So you actually end up taking a little less, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Um, your, you know, your doses last. So that's why when they're like a 30 day supply, well, it's like actually longer than a 30 day supply because you're never supposed to take it seven days a week, you know? So it's kind of, I just sell them in those increments because it's easier and things like that. So it's, by the time you're on to like your, you know, your 60th or your 90th, you know, your third month, you can be taking less because you can take less, you know, less days on, more days off, and you're still going to feel the benefits. Every 30 days, I suggest stopping for a full five to seven days. Um, at that point, you're not going to have like, oh, you're crashing out. You're not going to have some, you know, blow out emotionally, mentally, you know, all those types of things. You're just still going to be riding the afterglow of that as long as you follow the schedule. You know, so that's kind of what's nice, too. People aren't going to feel this down, this lull. And then you're going to start it up again. And a lot of times people, when they start it up again, they'll start the first week, five on, two off. Then they'll go to four on. You know, say you're in your later pace. I suggest that heroic or therapeutic dose, if you're really not feeling like you're getting what you're wanting from it after 30 days, I suggest after your one week or before your one week, sometime during that time, you take two to five plus grams. That's a lot for some people. I would suggest with a smaller amount to begin with. At that point, you bring up your tryptamine receptors in your body so that you're able to reap the benefits of the microdose more. So this is something that sometimes people have to do to kick off the microdose. Even. Sometimes people have, they take it for a couple weeks, they haven't felt anything and they need to take a macro, you know, and sometimes I tell people for starting, if you're trying to, you know, without having raw cubensis to take five capsules of a macro dose. That's what I tell people. That's your macro dose. That's your one to, you know, when you're having to have your time, you feel like you need to kind of kick it off a little more, but people don't need to do that. This is something that people don't need to do. This is only if people are really wanting to, you know, kind of like open up those tryptamine receptors, really kind of see how far they can go with this. People never need to have a psychedelic experience. They can always just microdose. And that needs to be remembered by everybody always too. Because a lot of times that's not needed for everybody. Some people just need to feel the non-psychoactive, non-psychedelic effects, you know, that your body's obviously craving and begging for. Other people want to take it to the next level, as we know, <laughs> as we know in life. So there's options for both directions there. It's kind of like, I don't tell... I make sure that everybody knows, you know, the grandmas know, the soccer moms know, the professionals know. You're not required to take a psychedelic dose every 90 days or something. No, no, no. You know, you might just want to take it 30 days off after 90 days. You know, this is not something. I just kind of listen to your body, you know. But at the same time, don't be scared of it. Because it's not as scary as people think it is. It's not. It's not going to. You're not going to feel it. You're not going to notice it. You're only going to notice, you know, good effects and like right. yeah. well-being. <laughs> like sometimes uh, before I had your pills, I had like um, 
somebody had sent me some from like California, like the ones that were like commercially packaged or something like that. And I would take like, if I was going out and I kind of like, I didn't want to trip by any means, but I just kind of wanted to like take it up a little bit. I might take like two or three of them. And then like your sense, your senses are just like on overload. So like, even when I took two or three of them, I still was like just flirting with maybe a little psychedelic. So just to whoever's listening out there, taking one is not like you are not going to trip. You're not going to like you'll be fully functioning. It's like taking a vitamin. It is. Be okay. Yeah. You, you're not going to feel it. I promise you can be, you know, an 80 pound little tiny thing. You know what I mean? People give these to their children. They're safe to give to children. It's, you know, it's, it's something that's interesting to me because there is no psychological, you know, psychedelic effect, psychoactive effect. They don't obviously plan on ever having macro or heroic doses with the children. They just do it for ADHD. That's one of the questions I had too. And that's where I've noticed it's been used in youth, you know, not young youth, but I'd say I've heard of it commonly used in middle school through high school. You know, people are giving it to their kids because they had seen such amazing benefits themselves, seen such amazing benefits with their husbands, seen such amazing benefits with their mother or their father, seen such amazing benefits with their crappy brother-in-law, seen such amazing benefits. They're like, what about this snotty kid now? Kids, you know, whatever, doing whatever, you know, and hey, now little Tommy here, little Johnny is all of a sudden a little bit more focused in class and a little bit more, you know, calmer or whatnot. I do feel that it kind of works for the ADHD. It works definitely for depression. It definitely works for PTSD. I've done a lot of work with the veterans. Um, there's even a market today down in our state capital here in Washington State. We do a market called the Safe Access Market, SAM, and it's... Um, at the 22 too many um, clinic or whatnot, which is 22 veterans a day commit suicide nationwide. And so 22 too many is an organization a friend of mine founded that helps with veteran suicides. And we've been doing mushroom psychedelic therapies down there since the beginning of 2020, right right before COVID hit, right in about January. Um, I've been doing mushroom classes. I've been teaching mushroom capsule making classes, mushroom growing classes, um, mushroom 100 ways to use your ounce of mushrooms class you know all those kinds of things because we're down there that's selling, awesome yeah we're down there selling mushrooms out of jars which is pretty cool like at the cannabis farmer's market for years so we all come in on saturday set up our table's got 15 strains of mushrooms on it it's so cool it's going to be like the new cannabis all these different strains the ob1s are going to be good for this the ghosts are going to be good for this the albino penis envies are going to be good for that it's going to be one for you know the pre- one for, you know, food problems, one for, um, you know, X, Y, Z, physical ailments. I feel like it's going to be just a matter of time. That's going to be like the sativas, the, you know, indicas, the different terps and the different things like that. Those aren't applied. That they'll be like well-known in that way. Yep, exactly. It, it already is among like, I said, like about the 15 strains that we have, we already have little reputations for each, you know, different ones. Um, there's ones like the Taj Mahals are, just really praised and sought after because they don't hurt people's stomachs. A lot of times people have stomach issues with mushrooms. Those have a way that they open up and their caps open and the spores drop out the way that they're intended to grow that drops out. And that might be what causes people's stomach problems. It's my own little analogy after watching all this and taking notes for the last year and a half. Um, but pretty neat, you know, being able to bring all this out to the people and talking to these veterans for the last year and a half about their PTSD and whatnot. And, it's so sad the VA has, I'd say, like a third of these veterans on medicine that actually blocks their receptors from 
psilocybin. Some of these guys are on like seven to 10 gram heroic doses and they're unable to feel it because of the pharmaceutical um, stuff that the VA is, you know, that these are these different depression drugs and these different stabilizing, you know, um, PTSD drugs are way more damaging to take a, take time off of. You don't do that with their mental health stuff and whatnot. So these guys are unable to feel the effects of microdosing, let alone all the way up to these like scary amounts, like 10 grams of raw mushrooms. That's a lot of mushrooms. I mean, I eat like six right. and that's just, you're getting up there. So these guys, oh, never- yeah, that's wild. You know what I mean? I'm 40 years old. I've been doing for 25 years straight. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, so it's really kind of frustrating and knowing that the VA has other pharmaceuticals that they could choose, you know, cause I talked to other vets that have actually worked with their doctors at the VA and gotten off of these things and stuff. And I'm trying to keep a list of all these different types of pharmaceuticals, totally breaking hip laws with these guys. Like, do you mind writing down what you take? You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to keep an inventory of these things so that I can have a database. Cause I've had to work with so many different people with cannabis, having this information and documenting it. It's really important. And so I'm finding these common denominator pharmaceuticals that these guys are being prescribed they're completely blocking their receptors, and I just feel it's not fair for the VA. So, if, like, you're talking about you have 15 different strains. You People would be able to kind of, like, look and pick one and get that. If I take that home, like, how do I store my mushrooms? Like, what how, What do you Air, suggest? Airtight, 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 airtight. That's one of the biggest things you need to do with them. They don't need to be refrigerated. Don't refrigerate them. They're dried. Keep them dried. Stuff like that. Same with the capsules. They don't need to be refrigerated. Keep them dry, keep them airtight, keep them out of the sunlight. Simple. You don't want the mushrooms in the sunlight. You know, let's say you have jars of mushrooms and stuff. When you come home, they go in a dark, sealed area, you know, then afterwards. Um, for the raw mushrooms and for the capsules alike. How long, like if I have mushrooms that I'm going to take in like a heroic dose or something like that, how long are they good for? As long as they're kept airtight and light tight, years. Cool. They, You will notice them. Like if you go through a lot of mushrooms like we do and whatnot, you'll notice the difference and then breaking down, but they're still going to be fine as long as they were airtight and light tight. If they were stored open, if they were stored negligently, if they were stored in a hot car, X, Y, Z, that's going to take down the effect of this. Stuff. Is there like a certain time if I'm microdosing that I should take it like in the morning or before I go to bed? Is there like one way that's better than the other? This is something I'm like so interested in because I feel like it is literally six to one, half a dozen of another. People, some people find it is really what they want to take in the morning. Some people find they want to take it in the afternoon. Some people, some people tell them they want to take it right before their kids come home from school, they say, and stuff like that. Like, you know, the moms <laughs> take the edge off. <laughs> they get a little bit of energy from it some people they feel it helps them sleep they want to take it before bed i can't find a common denominator on this answer but i have been really interested in this one and so i just tell people play with it play with it in your own life take it you know for the first you know set of your schedule the first five days take it in the morning the next five you know after two days off take it in the afternoon the next five take it in the evening see what you think after that three week you know thing and find what works for you because literally some people say it gives them energy. Some people say it makes them sleepy. <laughs> I mean, that's just like six of one, half a dozen of another. I'm trying to literally document and keep track of all this so I can find a common denominator. So that's just what you have to do in the beginning days. Research and document and document and record it. And I listen to everything everybody says to me. Everybody, you know, I do all these markets just like I used to with cannabis and all the e- emails and DMs and stuff. I just, you know, if you're giving me information, I'm trying to keep it track of it, you know, because it's, it's, 
vital information because this is something that obviously our government's not going to be researching giving us any honest things or not going to have any other medical like just knowing how i mean i used to have so much more faith in the world before like a year ago a year and a half ago you know now i'm just like if we want to do it i knew all along we had to do it ourselves but like yeah but it's like now you really like you knew that but like now you really know that yeah like they're just yeah it's just crazy the world's crazy Do you have any books that you would recommend that discuss mushrooms? Um, so I, there's one person that's a real amazing person out here that I know. His name is Paul Stamets. He's um, from our area out here in Olympia. He has a few books. Um, and I can, I can send you this information. We can put this in a link or something like that. Um, I would suggest following him. You know, a lot of people follow you on Instagram. I know he's on Instagram. Um, he puts out some really valuable, valuable information. He does have a few books and stuff like that. Um, there's a couple other um, um, IG people that are out there that are really doing neat stuff. They sell spores. They sell the kits for growing them. They do education classes. Um, they're out of like Oregon and California. One of them is Inoculate the West. Um, they're amazing. And then there's a Fungi Academy that's also amazing. These are great resources for information, for books, for new stuff that's going on, not just psychedelic mushrooms all kinds of mushrooms but mainly psychedelic you know basis um it's pretty cool those are my three suggestions inoculate the west fungi academy and paul stamets i'm gonna have you send those to me as well and i'll link them that will be cool there's even like copycats of those people out there and stuff because they're so popular within the community so now that you have like imposters of these people out there and stuff trying to ride the coattails it's so stupid but that's like anything in this industry that we're in, like it is with cannabis. Like I said, I have to send cease and desist out for Kush creams all the time and stuff because somebody's out there trying to ride the coattails. Here we are, a million tubs produced, a million dollars, you know, and your products and stuff. Like they're like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to ride the coattails. Kush creams has got a great reputation, you know, and they just, it's like, are you kidding me? And that's, I'm noticing that these guys are having to do this now with these, you know, people that are really out there with the mushrooms are having a lot of imposters, you know. So talking about like, what all type of products do you sell at Kush creams? Okay, so we have like a lot of products at Kush Creams, <laughs> different things. Do, uh, all the topicals, I do an icy on the spot muscle pain cream. This is probably my most popular product. That's the one that's really used a lot for athletes. Um, it's an icy cream that I developed. It used to be an icy hot, worked really hard to make it an icy stay cool cream. It's called Permafrost. I do the face cream. We have a cult following for a unscented natural scentsy that's a eczema, psoriasis, shingles, stuff like that. Um, we do pet lines that are private labels. I do a, I do a lot of private labels. Um, I do Before COVID, I did over 45 individual private labels for everything from plastic surgeons to chiropractors to sports medicine to... So what does that mean, private label, when you say that? Um, it's supposed to be, well, you have a transparent ingredient list, but you don't have push creams on there. So mm-hmm. chiropractor, your physical therapist... They don't want to talk to the city council or the mayor's wife or the, you know, whatever about all my cannabis awards. You get on my website, there's some street cred on there. You know, I have right. 120 plus cannabis cups. That's on there. That's not the conversation for their physical therapist assistant to have that doesn't know about it in their office. You know what I mean? These people, this is not their thing. So they know my products are awesome. They've been brought them in by patients. A lot of times that's how it happens. People bring these products in over and over again to their physical therapists, their PT appointments, their chiropractor appointments, their massage appointments. They're like, look at this stuff. Look at this stuff. Look at this stuff. You know, and finally the people get a hold of me. I do private labels for 
huge parts of the hospital out here for Neo's fine for, you know what I mean? For being management, it's pretty cool for, you know, big parts of the hospital out here that have this, uh, uh, plastic surgeons and stuff like that. I do private labels for pets. Um, I don't do that on my website, but I do pet care stuff. That's cannabis. Um, I believe in kind of the full spectrum of cannabis. CBD is the biggest hoax that there has been in the last decade is the biggest scam. government pulls on us. It's a crock of crap. There's amazing CBD out there. Yes, there is. It comes from a fertile female cannabis plant. It does not come from male hemp. And guess what's been legalized throughout our country in the last few years? Male hemp. That's not the same products. Our federal government considers under 0.3% THC hemp, whether it comes from the fertile female or whether it comes from the hemp. So I ride that gray area. That's why I send out full spectrum cannabis products. I send them out THC, CBD, THCA, CBN, CBG. All of it comes from the fertile female. None of it comes from the CBD. Um, that's a scam. It is. It's their CBD initially, when it first started getting sold around here, it was a byproduct of manufacturing fibers and textiles, like ropes. It came from the crude machine oil exterior from like Mongolia, you know, China, and also like Canada. That's where this first came from when it started coming out. Then they started allowing it to be grown here in America. All bless all my friends who've gotten their hemp licenses bless them all you know what i mean but it's we all know that charlotte's web that's what's medical you know research that's what all these amazing stories they come from something like the charlotte's web strain or some of the other land racing strains that are true medicinal cbd good luck on getting that you sure as hell ain't getting that at cbs or freaking walgreens or the fucking corner store you can tell you that much that's so sought after so much in the medical community i've tried to grow cbd cannabis like fertile female cannabis it's what I realized, I spent 20 years weeding out of my garden. And when I get those strains, I'd be like, what's this ugly, stupid thing? You know what I mean? The thing gets too high and stuff. Probably had some great CBDs over the freaking 20 years. You know what I mean? But I got rid of those, as did everybody else, because they weren't what you were looking for. They weren't, those, you know, indicas that slap. They weren't what you were looking for. Now, you know, then they ended up isolating those, doing such a great job down in Colorado. There's a great story on Project CBD. It's called Oil Hustlers. I suggest everybody listen to it. It kind of explains how all the guys that came after the 2008, you know, financial crisis that happened or whatnot, the whole mortgage thing, how they moved right into that CBD game. It's just, it's oh, really? Boy, yeah. It's called Oil Hustlers Project CBD. I suggest everybody read or listen to it. It's a great read. Really gives a good background. Yeah, but it's the biggest scam in our government's done. It's the biggest scam by people within my industry. I have been nothing but fighting against CBD pretty much since, you know, 2010. Because I wasn't willing to put it in my products. I wasn't willing to do it. I wanted it to be full-spectrum cannabis. That's what medicinally truly helps people. Not CBD from a, you know, from a male hemp plant. It's just not. This is fascinating. I'm. This is so cool. crap. I mean, it says they feel... Relief from it. That's that's awesome. I hope I hope they do. <laughs> that is all about. It's a placebo effect, basically. Yeah, it's yeah, it's placebo. It's a placebo. It's it's a joke, and they're going to do placebos and mushrooms. Just watch. We're going to have psilocybin placebos coming out here within about ten years if they let us keep going. Because mushrooms mm-hmm. are nationwide. It's just a matter of time. We got them up here in Seattle. They're good. They're good in Oregon. They're good in California. Some parts, you know, not all of it. They're good in Colorado. Some parts. You know, I mean, it's just a matter of time. Other places on the East Coast, I know, are opening up their laws. It's just like it was with cannabis. One state at a time, they start cracking off. You know what I mean? Before you know it, we're over half the country. And before you know it, we're, you know, X, Y, Z. But then there'll be some placebo psilocybin. Just watch. (laughs) You'll be able to get out. 
corner store. You'll be able to get at CVS. You'll be able to get at Walgreens. Do you think that they will decriminalize marijuana on the federal level? Like, oh, do you think that'll ever come no. off? Because then all the like all the big, big money and everything's going to get into it, and it's already it already is. But as soon as it becomes non-risk for everybody, it's going to get ugly. But then again, um, I think it'll be a wild market. Maybe on the black on the west coast out here, nationwide, honestly, nationwide community people. We're never going to buy into that. We're never going to, you know, it's just, we're always going to have, there's always going to be a need for real medicine. There's always going to be a real need for plant medicine. There's always going to be demand and there's always going to be people out there that are willing to fill that need. It's just going to become more of a niche market again. Because they aren't letting us do home grows in hardly half the states or anything, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, they're really limiting it. Mm-hmm. It's bad. One of my friends uh, used to work for the TBI. And she said, like, for here in Tennessee, that, for example, like, they're the only ones that are really holding it back. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't don't want to allow us to have, like, medicinal and, and then eventually recreational. I think it'll probably happen more in the southern states probably in the next five years. I think that this uh, big one of the number one people that are holding it back to you. Because, I mean, people reap the benefits. I truly believe in medical marijuana. You know, that's something I truly believe in medical cannabis. So it's like, you know, big pharma, they see it. They're already in it. You know, they're already in the game. You know, just, they just need more time to yeah. figure out how they can make money off of it before they let everybody do it. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. They've been basically testing with like the most liberal markets, you know, like, and then figure out how can we maximize profit before we let everyone do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other like questions that came on your end? Yeah, I totally do. So we hit some of these. I got like 20 of them here. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, one of the, I'm just going to kind of go in order from how I received them. Um, one of them is microdosing and breastfeeding. Is that something that's safe? And I was, yes, I wouldn't say macro dosing. I wouldn't say therapeutic dosing or anything like that, but microdosing and breastfeeding is perfectly safe. Yeah. I'm not personally, while I'm, I'm six months pregnant, I'm personally not microdosing right now. I'm waiting because I feel like I was doing pretty good right now. And so I'd rather have the ability to have that, that tool that, that, like, you know, that in my pocket. So when I need it, like maybe after I have the baby, when I'm going right. to like pick you up, it'll be able to be like, I'm going to be able to fully optimize. And I feel like that's something that people need to think about too, when they're microdosing and stuff, it's not something that you're going to do 12 months a year. You know, it's not, you know, you need to take little times off and stuff like that. So, if you have some big project coming up or a big performance coming up or a big presentation or something, that might be something you actually type time off before and then start again just for that, you know, ahead of time for that because you'll be able to get the most potential from it. So right now I'm pregnant. I'm choosing not to because I think I might need it after I have the baby more. What an interesting, like, to help with postpartum though, you know? Oh, my gosh. That post- could be great. Yeah, it's great for people. And it's not going to transfer your breast milk into a microdose. It's not going to be negative by any ways. And I don't think I said, I don't think it would even be in the, in the womb at a microdose level, but I'm just doing okay. If I had a lot more nausea and stuff like that, I would probably choose, you know, if I would have kept having like the first trimester sickness, I probably would have chose to possibly, you know, do something like that. But I just have been able to just be rocking. So <laughs> just rock it then rock it. Um, what's the most reported benefits and side effects is my, another question I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm waiting for the side effects to come in. That really besides happiness and laughter and, you know, and sense of well-being and enlightenment, there has been zero side effects. Um, some people have trouble feeling the effects at all, you know, but that's also an okay thing too. Because a lot of times those people that don't feel it, guess what? Their spouse, they notice it. Guess what? Right. Lawyer, they've noticed it. So just because somebody's not feeling it personally or they're not, they're looking to feel because you're not going to feel anything. <laughs> That's like the one thing. Well, because they're very subtle changes. I think if you've really tripped before, then you know, you can tell when it's like clicking in. Whereas maybe if you've never taken like a heroic dose of mushrooms and it's going to not, they're going to be very subtle, but yes, your spouse will definitely see the change. The thing is like, some people are like, I don't know, notice anything. Well, it's like, Maybe ask the people around in your life if they've noticed anything because you really shouldn't notice anything personally. You know, I mean, if you're if you're doing it right, you shouldn't feel it. So it's kind of one of those things. Um, the most reported benefits I would say is focus, cognitiveness, patience. Oh my gosh, patience! People have more patience for their spouse, more patience for their job, more patience for their children, more patience for X, Y, Z driving and commuting. Um, I found that was a great thing because I think the world could use a little more patience <laughs> sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, yay, that sounds awesome. Um, one of the best ones, and I have this in my little ad I have, it says like general crabbiness. I mean, that is like, I hear that a lot. People just have a so-and-so, Carol's just a lot less crabby now. You know what I mean? It's just that, just in general, that kind of, you know, just not, it's grouchy or whatnot. Um that's one of the other ones I feel like is one of the most benefits as long as well as people that have, you know, stomach problems and people that have migraines and stuff like that. Those are some of the more um, praised, you know, things or whatnot. Positive um, side effects. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, what resources to learn more that kind of goes over those, um, those three links I kind of going to share with you to put at the end of the show. Um, I think those are going to be the best for people to have a real solid, trustworthy source there's a lot of information out there and those are three that are proven within the industry proven within this you know the community um what to expect after one week of microdosing that's another question i got here um i feel like personally you should microdose for like the 30 day schedule you know before you're really going to notice the effects some people one day they feel it they literally can take it and feel it in one day and i think that's freaking awesome i think our bodies are craving it so bad at that point you know what i mean Mm -hmm. a lot of times people have about two weeks they notice it you know what i mean stuff like that um after one week what to expect you're just in the beginning you know hopefully you're noticing something but i i feel everybody needs to write it out for 30 to 90 days uh, and I have a lot of friends do coaching with us out here and stuff. I had one of my good girlfriends out here yesterday. Um, and she's talking about it. And she, we're talking about this podcast today. And she won't do a program with people. because She does programs with lots of patients and stuff. I have a lot of friends that do these, like I said, my my tenants up the hill or um, do the academy therapies. A lot of these people are required to do months, you know, like like that. That's what these coaches feel that are for them to reap the benefits. You know, they don't want to even deal with it. You know, they don't even like to do the three month ones really and stuff like that. I feel like 30 to 90 days is like a good, you know, if you're not going to do it for 30 or 90 days, you haven't given it a chance, you know, but right. I'm able to fill it right away. So people are different. People's systems are different. Um, next question. Why, in my opinion, are mushrooms illegal? Our government is scared. <laughs> That's just it right there. Our government is scared. Um, they don't want us to connect with ourselves. 
yeah, no, they don't want us to be opening up that third eye. Are you kidding me? <laughs> why lemons? Another question. Why do lemons and other adaptogens help relieve tummy issues? So adaptogens are like being like non-toxic plants that help the body resist stressors of all kinds, whether they're physical, chemical, or biological. Um, these are things that have been used for centuries in the Ayurvedic, you know, healing traditions. And that's kind of the stuff I was talking about that's experiencing a renaissance today. It's pretty cool. Um, adaptogens would be like Siberian ginseng or Arctic root or Chisandra chinesis. Um, those are all great adaptogens. Lemons, another adapt, not an adaptogen, but it's something that helps with the tummy issues. Um, there's a lot of theories behind this. I do a lemon and apple cider vinegar mushroom, to, like tincture and stuff like that for people that really helps. Um, we have a, quite a few other mushroom products that we make out here that are available just like in our state, you know, just because we do the market and stuff out here. So like do a mushroom tea, a silly tea, we call it like P-S-I-L-L-Y, like psilocybin, but silly tea. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, the apple cider vinegar, um, tincture and elixir, um, things like that that are different components for people. The lemon really helps with the stomach. It's just something that I tell people all the time. If you're having trouble taking mushrooms raw, not the cow. Well, I was going to ask like a, about a lemon tech too. Yeah. Now we're talking about yeah, lemon tech. Okay. Yeah. And so, so that, um, a lot of people truly believe in that. And that's, this is just for your listeners that are, you know, nationwide or internationally here. This is not something that's applying to microdosing. This is for heroic doses we're talking about here. This is not, yeah. you know, that's the lemon tech. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what my reference was. Already. It's regulated. It's already like, it's, perfect for you as it is but it's not going to need any components this is for people that are wanting to go on to the next level um so yes it's really effective our the next question are mushrooms legal in all states or just some states and we kind of covered that a little bit already um they're becoming decriminalized not legal you know all these verbiage is very important um so they're becoming decriminalized the states that we listed before, some parts of Washington, Oregon, some parts of California, Colorado and I know there's more states out there I I can't just think of them off the top of my head. Was that? More cities, yeah. Yeah, my man's the back. There's lots of cities. <laughs> lots of counties and stuff like that. Just, you know, um, different independent moratoriums that they've lived in, different things like that. Um, next question. Different methods of microdosing. This is a great question, I feel like. Because some people just do it different. Some people, like we're talking about, like to kick it off of the macro. Some people like to take it in the morning. Some people like to take it in the evening. Some people like to take two capsules and then not take capsule for a couple of days and then take two capsules and things like that. People are going to find their own system, but for years and years and years, I referenced a couple of different systems and like my, my scheduling, the five on, two off, four on, three off. Those are long time tested improvement schedules. One of them's Paul Stamet schedule. Um, the other one's actually like a, I can't remember whose schedule that is, but it's another pillar of the community schedule. And those are really proven, both of those, and in, 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 in conglomeration with each other, too. So, like, where you start maybe in the, your first month, five on, two off. Then, like I was talking about, going four on, three off for your next 30 days, kind of. That's the different styles that I would say in microdosing, that finding what works for you. You want to make sure that you're feeling that effect and taking that time off because you don't want to just build them up for no reason. Um, next question. Difference of acid and mushrooms. Such a difference. <laughs> Such a difference. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. One's derived in the lab. The other comes from Mother Nature in the ground. I mean, we just, 
one's made of chemical components, the other is literally just grown from Earth, you know, so that doesn't answer that enough right there. A lot of people microdose with acid because they don't find that they find the effects of microdosing mushrooms after a year or two. They sometimes will move on to acid. Um, I used to sell acid by the microdosing vials along with regular vials. I, I don't do that currently now. Um, but I prefer mushrooms myself. You know, I just really feel like everything that comes from Mother Nature and from the earth is is just better for you. And I feel like that plant medicine is just a lot more holistic. Um, I'm all down for a great acid trip though. You know, I mean, that's another thing too. That's all great. Right. I feel personally that acid is more recreational and mushrooms are more medicinal. I think that's the easiest way to sum up that answer right there. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's a good answer there. Um, good dosage for a first timer for a, I'm guessing this is a question is for like a macro or a heroic dose. We kind of went over that. I would say, Five caps if you're taking the caps. If you want to have a psychedelic adventure, don't take more than five. That's yeah, good. so tell people, like, what's the difference between, like, a cap and a stem? So point two is in each capsule of the psychedelic component. And so, like, an average mushroom is at least a gram. So, you know, that's, like, five caps in the stem. Oh, you're t- but, but I was also saying, like, let's pretend you're not taking your capsules and you were just eating regular mushrooms. Isn't there a difference between like taking a, a mushroom cap? Aren't those supposed to be more psychedelic than the stem? No. Oh, the caps versus the stem. Oh, I see not capsules, but the caps of the mushrooms. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, no. That's a great debate among many psychedelic people and forums and stuff like that. Um, it just depends a lot of that on the strain of the mushroom of where that um, mycelium and the psilocybin actually settles at in the mushroom during the growing process. Some of it, it settles up, up by the cap where the spore is going to drop it out. Some parts, it actually settles more on the stem. You'll see the blue. The blue elongation okay. of the um, psilocybin. When they dry, the blue will leach out towards the surface of the skin. Okay. So sometimes that's all the stem, not the gap. And other times people are like, I only eat caps. Other people are like, I'll just eat that big old of the stem you know what i mean so like, right i had a mushroom night that long ago i was like just waiting the stem of it i was like 55 grams the stem i was like jesus i know oh wow i know oh boy <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here my next question um is this helpful for a complex ptsd for a sexual traffic I would highly suggest it for anybody in that situation. You know, that's just yes, no questions asked. How does it help with PTSD? Um, that's something that I've been watching with the, the veterans, you know, over the last year and a half and stuff like that. Um, I say patients, once again, back to the whole patients. That's PTSD, you know, they have this like patients, the anxiety, the social anxiety. Oh my gosh, the stories that people have of being able to go out and not have social anxiety is so awesome. I mean, that's something I personally don't, you know, battle with at all, but I have so many friends that do, and it's just amazing to hear those results. You know what I mean? It's just something that, and I feel that's a big help for the PTSD part. Um, do I think it's more beneficial for women? I actually do. I really do. I think it actually is something that women really benefit from. I find that it's, you know, yeah, old boys benefit from it too and stuff, but like, I feel like women, our bodies are just, we do so much. We give so much, I feel like. And I feel like we deplete so much of ourselves for others and stuff like that. And I feel like this is something that is really good self-care, really good for, you know, moms, for women, for caregivers alike. Um, I feel like, and it's just something like where 
cannabis has been proven to have different effects and benefits for women. Um, and I personally think some hard drugs are really bad for women. I've seen a lot more worse effects of women doing like meth compared to men doing meth. I feel like just personally, I watched just a lot of people back in the nineties, just really derail as, you know, I thought, oh, this is not a female drug, you know what I mean? Or something like that where cannabis really was and mushrooms really are. I feel like, um, the difference in another question here, the difference in microdosing versus smoking herb. Well, geez, I mean, like night and day. Number one, smoking herbs is a psychoactive effect. Microdosing should have no psychoactive effect. So you should not feel your microdose. Back to this reassuring for everybody. You're not supposed to feel your microdose. <laughs> you're not. I think I wanted to say that, like, you're going to feel something, but you're not going to feel like a psychedelic effect. Yeah, you're not going to feel like. You're not going to notice your head high. You're not going to feel uncomfortable driving. You're not going to feel uncomfortable around your kids. You're not going to feel uncomfortable going to work. You're, you're not, not just going to feel like uncomfortable at all. It's just like you with a little heightened levels. Cannabis, like the non-psychedelic euphoric effect, like that well-being is what you might feel from the mushrooms, but you're not going to have that head high, that initial head change after smoking herb. You take a hit of any herb, you're going to have a head change if it's any good herb. <laughs> you should have, you know I mean? You're going to have a head change. Um, and you're not going to have a head with a microdose. You'll have a soul change, a heart change, you know, a whole well, whole well-being change. Um, next question. How long um, is a suggested regimen? One week, one month, three months, one year. We kind of covered this a little bit when we were just talking, but I'll just hit it again real quick. I feel that you need to give it a true, like, 90 days, if not you know, just at least 30 days, but a 90-day rollout, and that's you buy like the 90 days of capsules that actually ends up being a, you know, a little bit longer, you know, in 60 days to actually turn into 90 days worth of capsules because the way they, you know, it's spaced out. I say you got to give it a 90 day try though. Not necessarily the 90 day capsules, but just a 90 day run. That's not going to be 90 capsules. So you just kind of remember that for people too. Um, and then it's just stopping after that for a little while and then starting it up again and using it for times in your life. And you really need to focus. Another question, um, symptoms to expect like someone who always feels hot, so um, this person like always feeling hot and stuff. I don't honestly know if that's going to help cool them down or um, if it's going to cause that in people or anything like that. Symptoms, there's really no symptoms for microdosing. Once again, you're not having any side effects. There's, this is only a positive thing. Um, I think it might help with somebody who feels flushed a lot, though, possibly. You know, it kind of helps if they're having that from different anxieties, different internal things. Um just your body's working up heat sometimes and you know maybe this will help calm it down um, next question is it possible to feel irritable at first i think so i think probably you know i mean you're still like i think you might feel irritable if you were sometimes when you're kind of like looking for it you know like i was saying like for me i didn't really click in to like week two so i think if you're just like okay where is it like why isn't anything happening maybe i am get irritable that is like well are you irritable before you started it because it's not going to cause it. Right. So if you're right. a person, then I can't promise it's going to knock that out in the first week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to cause irritability. Let's just leave it at that. Like, it's it's not going to create it. But if you're kind of irritable already, eh, it might take a couple weeks to, you know, take off that edge. Um, right. Next question. When, how do I take it best with food or not with food? Um so we kind of covered this before. Just really, people, I suggest the first week, try it in the morning. Second week, try it in the afternoon. Third week, try it in the evening and see what you think. Um, you don't need to take food with it by any means, but some people like to take a little bit of food with any vitamins. And I suggest that kind of just putting a little something in your stomach, you know, a glass of water with it at least. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, but it's not like 
cake with food or eat with toast or something. No, no, no. It's only helping people's stomachs. Um, number, another question here is, um, have one number doesn't say it by number. <laughs> another question is, uh, will it keep you in a wondrous mood? <laughs> I feel like it does have that effect on people. Yes. Um, and how long would you be able to feel these effects? Well, sometimes like when people, you know, let's say that you do your, your 90 day regimen or whatever, and then they take a month or two off. You still feel that afterglow I hear for, you know, a couple months or a month. And sometimes when people do their regimen and then they just choose to take a heroic dose or a macro dose, they feel that afterglow for, you know, intense, you know, some people don't even want to like microdose. They only want to do like a therapeutic dose, like once every 30 to 60 days. And then they feel that afterglow from that therapeutic dose that lasts them for a month sometimes and stuff like that, weeks and stuff like that. And that's where people, some people might do that. Some, some people might choose to do that with their capsules, you know, they do something in that nature or whatnot. Um, on to the next question. Uh, somebody wanted to know about a 5.5 gram heroic dose. Um, and that's a, that's an amount that a lot of different, um, you know, writings and different groups have came up with as a, a good heroic dose. And I think that is a great starting point for a heroic dose. Anywhere between 3.5 to 6 grams would be what I'd say a heroic dose. Like I said, I do have some of these vets that are on like such high amounts. It's pretty crazy, but that's not for everybody. Um, I have a, I have a high tolerance. So somebody out there, and I haven't done mushrooms. I just did mushrooms for the first time within the last year. But like I have to eat a lot to like get to that level. Me too. I really do. Like, and if I'm going to do it, I'm being a mom of three already before I was pregnant. Like, it's just like, you don't always, there's so many times you plan on hoping to get to trip and then you don't get to, because it's like something happens. You're a parent, you know, all these different things. I'm a business owner, I'm a parent, I'm a property owner, those things. And so, you know, when you, you actually have that opportunity to, to trip, you want to make sure that it's going to work. You know, so I'm always wanting to take a little bit more because gosh forbid, I'd hate not to be all the way there. Right? Get only like get halfway there and you're just like, no. Yeah. And that's my adventure. Like I want to make sure that I'm like, since I've been waiting for this for however long, I want to make sure it actually works. And stuff like that. Always, I've never had a bad psychedelic adventure in my life. I've never had a bad trip. I believe it's mind over matter. hundred percent. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, you know, mind over matter on psychedelics. hundred percent. You don't have any problems. You're in control of your body. You're not. I mean, like, I, I would not. I mean, I people have had really big adventures on mushrooms, but you know what? It's a plant medicine. On acid, I'm not going to tell you that on acid. Acid's a chemical lab product. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot more serious. You know, it's a, it's a whole different thing. You never were going to touch a mushroom and fry for weeks, but like, if you touch raw gram LSD before it's broken down into liquid and laying on sheets, it'll ruin your life. Yeah. It'll literally, like, you know, oh, just. Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I was when I was about 16 years old, I was breaking down um, what is 100 sheets of acid from the raw gram, and I, and I ended up seeing a butterfly over my shoulder, or I turned my head back like a crackhead, like twitching, weirdo, like twitching back like for a couple weeks because I kept thinking I saw a butterfly behind me, and uh-huh. stuff. I, that was really scary. That was you know whatever 24 years ago. You know, I think that acid. I like acid. Yeah. And I feel like it, you know how they always say that we only perceive like 5% of the light that, that's actually out there right now. And like that, that's kind of like the other dimensions are like, if you could see all of that light. And so when I take acid, I feel like I 
some of that light is more exposed. You know what I mean? And, and that's where you kind of see like the weird things that you might, you might be hallucinating, but I do think some of that is actually, actually there. You're just perceiving it for the first time. I feel like that kind of ties right into the psychic abilities that having that third eye open, that extra, like, you know, you, I don't know. I, so many people take ads that I know and myself and they're having a complex in life. Like they're having like a big quandary of like, Oh, should I be in this job, this relationship, this living situation, X, Y, Z, they take a good dose of acid and, you know, things are answered for them. <laughs> Whether that's a psychic right. ability, that's like whatever people are able like you said just to see where you only see five percent of it sometimes you're able to all of a sudden see this spectrum of you know you see yourself from a removed situation a lot of times from a third person from a where you need that because when you're caught up in stuff you're in the middle of it you cannot see sensibly sometimes you know you can't see from the removed aspect and you take acid or mushrooms and you're able to step away from your body sometimes in a way you know no that's exactly what happened to me the first time i took mushrooms yeah, you're able to remove yourself and be like, oh my gosh, why couldn't I see that? Why am I doing it like this? I, I mean, I find I, I, I look for answers every time I do psychedelics. Every time I do psychedelics, even like there's recently I had some raw DMT that didn't, I couldn't remember like my blast off or whatever. And I was like, I just don't like this stuff at all. I just got off really the rest of the ounce, just didn't want nothing to do with it. I have cartridges of DMT that are amazing and you can it totally remember your whole thing and have a whole awakening with but yeah i just had no interest for that and that's firstly why i don't really like ketamine myself is i don't remember the trip and i want to take away from everything i do like that these are done for like that's the point of it for me i don't do it recreationally i do it to spiritually heal you know what i mean and stuff like that so i'm not looking i don't drink or anything so i'm not looking to like, get blitzed to not remember stuff i want to like take away from things i want to be able to have that removed from my body and like well, isn't that like the point? You want to like remember what you went through to use that to like ascend and continue. Yeah. I want to be able to remember thinking, Megan, what are you thinking? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, so then, right. like regular like days, I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? I want to be able to have that still and stuff like that. I find that's a very, very powerful tool. And that brings it to that, that psychic abilities um, question. I feel like that's, yeah, it's, internal psychic you know maybe not psychic for what's happening outside your own self your own realm this is stuff you know you're looking inside the spirituality you know this is all about opening up your spirituality gates and stuff like that opening up those spirituality portals getting into where you're able to be in tune with yourself your body your soul your mind and stuff like that so if you're looking for psychic abilities outside yourself i don't know but i feel like you definitely get them for within definitely most definitely um most definitely that- um that's an awesome question so stacking is all the different types of things you can put with your mushrooms you know so there's so many that people start making their own capsules and stuff like that which i encourage to um especially if you can source the psychedelic mushrooms you know i mean that's the only thing it's like you know it's not easy to do nationwide i understand that um we're, we're in washington state out here we're just in the land of everybody grows mushrooms and everybody has a friend that grows mushrooms and they grow on the ground out here and they grow in the woods out here and they grow on the beaches out here and they grow everywhere and you know we picked them as a middle school we picked them at the bus stop in the morning before school we picked them at the same bus stop after school and then we go make tea out of them and stuff like that we have so much access um if you're trying to stack with the microdosing you're buying solo vitamins i would just take additional herbs you know additional things like that not a lot of those would be like the adaptogens like i was saying like the siberian ginseng the arctic root the shisandra sinensis the different types of um 
like I do the lion's mane with her and the reishi. There's a lot of different mushroom components you can put with it too. Um, chongas, all different things like that. People, you know, like the niacin, all these different components. Turmeric. People have, if you get on like, even just get on something like stupid Jeff Bezos, Amazon. I mean, I'm not encouraging anybody to go there, but just like you look at all the herbs and stuff like that. That's a good like mecca of stuff on there. You can get really excited about all this stuff and get like way too much stuff going on. Like I said, I did that and I have thousands of dollars of herbs and components and stuff here and I'm choosing not to use them because I think I found a winning combination, you know. So for whatever personal ailments and things that people are trying to like remedy, they might want to do research for that specifically and stack that on top of their vitamin. That's kind of what I suggest. Um, how can we get some? <laughs> Somebody asked one of the questions. You can order it. Um, I'm going to be actually putting these on my website which is exciting because I stuck my neck out there and started selling creams, full spectrum cannabis creams early on. And that was scary as hell back in like 2010, like getting website going and being like, I'm mailing cannabis creams that has cannabis in it. You know, like I'm mailing cannabis cream out to people nationwide. They're, you know, DEA is going to come raid my house and like all these things. And as time has gone on, I've gotten so many friends within the cannabis industry um, and cannabis attorneys that have been willing to take me on pro bono if I ever have anything happen for the creams because of how much outreach and how much I give away and the non-cycle effect and stuff like that. I don't think they'd have the same policy if they found out I was going to consider selling microdosing mushrooms on that same website. But um, I'm going to do it because it's a lot of orders. Um, right now, I just was on vacation for a week and a half down there. That was like a lot of orders. And I just felt horrible. I have you know full-time staff for Chris Creams and stuff, and I was trying to put this off on them and it just really wasn't working and stuff like that. So I want to get on the website. So it's just filled professionally like that. I have, like I said, full-time staff. I employ all, all moms and they're all super accountable and good. And they will just make sure that order always goes out within 24 hours then and stuff like that. Right now people have a day or two of lag time. So I just want to get it on the website. Um, if you're looking to get more psychedelic mushrooms, don't ask me for them. I'm not going to send anything to anybody. Just don't bother. Don't ask me. Yeah, guys, find that on your own. It'll find you when it's supposed to find you. Like always wanted to get more stuff. I'm just like, nope, nope. And so I have a real professional, simple way of answering you guys. Don't bother asking. Come out to the market in Washington. Anybody can come out here. Come out to Olympia, Washington. Every other Saturday, you can come see all 15 kinds of our mushrooms on the table and all our, you know. You can get them there. All our DMTs, all our other stuff. That's all out there on the acids. You know, we live in a psychedelic mecca out here. It's amazing. Um, Storing them and refrigerating and we've gone through that. How'd I come up with my formula? Um, like I said, thousands of dollars invested in these different herbs and components and, um, other mushrooms and things like that and trial and error and talking to people for the last decade, you know, about this type of stuff and just really documenting stuff in, you know, inventory stuff, documenting it, recording this information. Um, I feel like this is a winner. I, I, before I launched it, I really like fine tune it. And I feel this is the winner. Um, where do I source it from? I source all of my lion's mane and my reishi and my curcumin all 100 you know u.s all natural all local um i'm actually looking to source my lion's mane from this local company i just came across like happy valley mycelium or something and they have like just beautiful lion's mane for edible style and stuff like out here that are doing it um pretty impressed with them i have to say um someone can even source even more locally for the lion's mane kind of like my kush creams i don't cut any corners any of those products those are 100% the very best, everything in my creams. And just like these caps, I individually source everything. And I just take such pride in quality. I'm here for the long run. That's just really what it is. I'm here for the long run. It's paid off with Kush Creams 100%. Being able to just put that quality into those products. And same with this. Um, 
I think I'm almost out of questions now. <laughs> no, I think this has been incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I'm always happy to talk to people about this. You can message me and stuff like that. I am a, a mom of three, a business owner. But property owners, I get to them. I'm not, and I don't carry my phone on me. I'm one of those people that has no notifications turned on, so I get to it when I get to it, you know. But everybody's always got a great, you know, you get a good, genuine, honest response from me every time I respond. And we can find you at kushcreams.com on Instagram. Where else are you? I'll have to start a still a vitamins one, I guess, soon here. But I just, geez, I tell you, I, after they shut you down, you have to restart enough times. You're just kind of like, oh, starting another one now. <laughs> I know, right? I got my gosh. But yeah, I'll have to do that. And you can email your orders in at Silovitabins, P-S-I-L-O-V-I-T-A-B-I-N-S at protonmail.com. That's an encrypted email. Um, I chose to do for this one for people to feel more secure on their end. Um, you can Instagram, find me on Instagram, like you said, at kushcreams.com. You can DM me on there. Um, and I'd love to get these out to everybody that wants to try them. You know, these are, these are pretty exciting. They're helping so many people. It's just really stoking me out to, like I was with creams. I loved helping people. My staff loves coming to work every day because we stand behind everything, money back guarantee and stuff like that for our creams. And so we never have anybody bother us about that. Never having, it's just stories of, oh my gosh, my life is so much better. I have more range of mobility. I have more this, that, the other thing. It's a beautiful industry. It's a beautiful thing to be involved in. It's so awesome to help people. It really is. It fills your soul so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been yeah. so enlightening. Yeah. Awesome. I just love it. I love your podcast. I'm so honored to be on here. You have great followers. You have some of the best followers. You have had a great response. And I want to offer a discount for your listeners for the show. So I'm going to offer a discount. So normally I do the $45 a tub, $10 shipping and handling. I'm doing three tubs for my Maria special. All you just got to do is mention the podcast. For one twenty-five plus the ten dollars, just one that, so it's one thirty-five altogether for three tubs, or just the regular for the one tub. So, but this is special for your listeners. Perfect. That way. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. This was so great. Yeah. And anybody wants Everyone... to mail us your name and address, and we're happy to mail you out some greens on the house. All right, everyone. This is episode 70 of the My Maria 777 podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, like, subscribe. Find my girl here at Kushcreams.com on Instagram. And we'll catch you in episode 71. Woo! 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 So awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Bye.